Good morning, everybody who's listening. Um, I am your host today. My name is Cody Oliver, and uh, this is another episode of Kingdom Family Talks. And um, I'm privileged today to sit across the table from the one and only Leif Hetland. Say hey, Leif. Hey, 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 everybody. <laughs> um, we uh, Leif has gotten back in the offices, and I've been out of the office. I recently just got married and, and was out of the office for a week. So Honeymoon. Honeymooning. <laughs> Uh, being married for a week, I feel now that I can um, teach a, a course on marriage, <laughs> and I could be a marriage counselor. But that's a really bad joke, and uh, we'll just get into uh, our topic today. And in life, you, you've uh, the last couple of weeks you've been over in Asia and in Southeast Asia, and um, you had a couple of uh, conferences. Uh, the Christian Asian Conference was happening, and then you also had Penang's Kingdom Family Gathering, and. Um, you were in Cambodia and, and you were sending me things and you were talking in the office yesterday about how much this trip has impacted you and, and broken your heart and, and also revealed things of the Father's nature that, that really stirred your spirit and your passion up for it, and uh, especially for a nation. And yesterday you were just talking about discipling a nation, discipling a nation, discipling nations. And that was like a phrase that I kept hearing. And so today I thought, what a better topic to, to, to talk about than discipling nations. And, um, you know, before we kind of get into it, I, I would just want to ask the, it's a really open question. It's a bigger question. You can answer it practically or, or spiritually. But um, when you say discipling nations, um, you know, we know in Matthew 28, 19, it talks about the Great Commission and, and go disciple nations. I've given you the authority on heaven and on earth. And uh, what does that look like? Um, how to disciple a nation. I think that there are some uh, practical ways that you can see historically speaking of of a nation when it is being discipled and it's being discipling right. Yeah. And that means uh, what you will start to see. One of the evidences of that you will see systemic poverty mm. will be, be gone. You will see that people will live a peaceful life. You will see that people will have abundance. Families will thrive in that culture. Value of life is, is very, very high. So you see that something starts to change. One practical example, in a, in a, I mean, we can give you a couple of practical. My country, Norway, where I'm from, we used to be the poorest country in Europe. And we used to eat bark of the tree to survive. We would be what they consider a third world country, if you back back to 1770, 1780, or, I mean, that would just be one example. We had a gospel of salvation. We had had already for quite a few years because of the reformations. We had missionaries, you had priests, you had churches, you had everything else. But the whole country was devastated. The mm -hmm. country was devastated, lived in poverty, lived in pain. They had a gospel where people, if they died, they would get to heaven. But people didn't know how to disciple nation. But then a man named Hans Nielsen Hauge. Hans Nielsen Hauge, and people can Google him. I'll just give you one example. He was out plowing the field uh, as he was singing this old hymn. And when he did, he had an encounter with God. He had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Right. And something started to shift in his life. But uh, from this encounter, he suddenly looking at the nation of Norway that he now started to love. He had an encounter with power, but it was an encounter with love. And as a result of his love now, loving a country, he certainly have authority over what he loved. So how does he go about it? Because you couldn't, 
you, you couldn't even preach yeah. if you didn't have a, a license as a priest under the state church. You'd be put in prison for that. There's so many things you couldn't do. And then you realize people don't know how to read and write. So that's why you had a poverty. People mm. doesn't have read and write. And, and then there was no businesses, even if people did. There was no marketplace. So he started this process of what we call often the seven spheres or seven mountains. Or, mm. uh, th that how do you disciple nation? He will be one practical example where he then eventually went in and he, even on skis, he went across mountains. But he started reading plans, taught people how to read and eventually wow. making sure that people got Bibles. Then he started businesses and all these communities around Sicily. He started influencing the marketplace. Then he started with the ethical value that every Norwegian is very valuable. Then if you know they are valuable, the way you treat everybody is with high value. Then he came with that gospel, with a good news. And, and so he started to spread. So he traveled across the whole country. Then he started to write books on different topics that could influence in the way that people are thinking. The ethical value, the moral value. How do you respond when somebody does something bad to you? The judicial system then the government how do you have a government that is best for the people and etc so you have one man that went in there even uh, before he died i mean he spent 12 years in prison mainly because he did righteous thing so he paid a price yeah. but if you're tracing my country norway that for seven out of eight years is the best country in the world to live it was because one person decided i'm going to disciple this nation and still we call him hergianera in the name of his name Hauge, but our constitution came as a result of him. He right. never got to see it. He was dead. But the people that followed him, his disciples, they followed. There's a business school in Bergen that is one of the best business schools that is coming after him. So you see a whole country that was affected. So today in Norway, we do not have poverty in Norway. When crisis is happening in a country, it unifies. You do not see a lot of the situation. It's not perfect, but it is one example of a country that has been discipled. There's places like Korea that was a third world country. Now it's one of the best technological and best countries in the world to live, yeah. Korea as a nation. I could go country after country after country. Right. You have a good example of countries that was righteous, countries that had been disciple, but they lost it. They left the first love. And now today there's devastation, there is corruptions, there's all this evil that's taking place. Because if we as believers don't disciple nation, the devil will disciple nation. And then you see the horrific things that is taking place all over the world, including yeah. Cambodia, where yeah. we were just at. Cambodia was one of those examples. Vietnam is another example. But we can just go and go Pakistan and yeah. Afghanistan yeah. and Sudan and Syria. And you can go through nation after nation after nation after nation. But we see all this horrific evil and the believers are there praying, Oh God, you need to do something. He called us to do something. Yeah. We were called. He says, all authority has been given to you. So my question would be, how much authority does the devil have? If all authority has been given to you. That's what he said yeah. in the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. How much authority... The devil doesn't have that because all authority has now been delegated to us. Yeah. And then therefore you go and disciple nation. But you only have the authority if you are in right position right. with him. And that you're also fulfilling the great commission that comes out of the great commandment. And the commandment is to love God and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the great commandment comes before the great commission. But in the great commission, now we need would love power and wisdom learning how to disciple nation and i think you you have to think generational when yeah. you do it this is not enough about having a revival meeting because yeah. that touches maybe cities and communities but reformation transforms culture and you have to have a culture a kingdom culture a heavenly culture if you're going to change the culture here on earth yeah
That's really, really good. Um, so you kind of, you know, you, you, you talked uh, about the gentleman from, from Norway, but you're, you're saying that the, the understanding of the authority that God has given you, that is like the main key first. It's like understanding that he's given us all authority and the devil has none. And then there's like a sense of ownership that has to come underneath that of going, if, if, the, if, if I don't do it, then, then no one else will. Having that, that drive, that tenacity to say, I'm going to change it practically by like this gentleman that you just talked about writing books and giving them just so people could re-educate themselves to then listen and hear the gospel. Um, would yeah, you say that's the order, right? Authority yeah, and then ownership? And you, yeah, and you will find it because what you recognize is everything that you're thinking about comes from an idea. Yeah. Just think about it. The microphone we have was somebody's idea. The cup that I'm drinking from is somebody's idea. The door that we walk through is somebody's idea. <laughs> the music you're listening to is some idea. Yeah. So th- there's this idea. Every idea, it can be a good idea. It can be God idea. It can be neutral happy birthday it's it's a good thing yeah. it's not bad spirit but yeah. it can also be demonic so everything starts with an idea the second thing is every idea has a worldview attached to it what do you mean with that there's glasses the way you see things so if your glasses is as an example that the world is being overcrowded there's too many people compared to the place, the food and everything else that's going on. And there are certain races and certain classes that produces more crime. So what we do then is we decide that life, the value of life is it is for a certain group of people. Then you have people like Adolf Hitler that will kill off Jews, a certain group yeah. of people. Or you will have Planned Parenthood that will maybe be coming in and say the best thing is actually if you have a fewer children, then you would have a better quality life and family would be better. Because that idea that came had a worldview attached. But with that worldview, it has a spirit that is attached to that spirit. Yeah. If that spirit is good. So I'm saying that that can be good or bad. Yeah. In the positive, there is a man named William Wilberforce. He had a worldview. First, he had an idea, but he also had a worldview. When he saw that the average prostitute was around 16, 17 years old in England at the time. Then he saw the slavery and horrific. But his worldview, that was with his idea. The idea is very, very much clearly, no, we want to see free. We, we don't want the poverty. We don't want our daughters to be sold as slaves. We don't want this horrific evil that's taking place in the world. But he had a worldview. His worldview is God is good and every person is loved. Everyone is made in his image. Everybody is valuable. And all of these things is devaluing. So what he is doing, that then the spirit that, that is attached to his worldview, what he does with it, he starts that to disciple a nation. And he starts getting involved then, judicially, educationally, ethically, and he starts to fight for something, and he finds other people that are connected to it, yeah. so that they can be involved in tipping points, yeah. and then creating an environment different. So you have both on the negative side, and on the positive side. And what we need more than ever before right now is people, sons and daughters, because creation is moaning and groaning for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God, sons and daughters of glory. So that's that's so important for us in this season that we are living in is learning how to disciple nation because the devil is discipling nations yeah. right in the front of our eyes. And then we are losing this battle and then we criticize it. Look how dark it is getting in division and then there's the killings. And right, then there's... Right, right. What just happened with Las Vegas and everything like that is crazy. It's, it's even happening in, in our nation too that if we don't take ownership over it and, and, and take the idea and put... Uh, 
put that in the right spirit and the right mindset, we won't have any change about it. That's like a really, really, really good point. Um, let's backtrack a little bit because you, you were in Cambodia and there was a lot of amazing things that happened in Cambodia. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to hear and I wanted the people to hear your heart behind what you saw and, and the villages that you walked through and just the, the spirit of that nation that, that nation that you saw and, and also just um, how to bring like a spirit of reconciliation and um, a spirit of transformation to see that in a nation, like especially in Cambodia. Can you share about that a little bit? Yeah, first, uh, for, for quite a few years, Cambodia has been on my heart because it has been on the Father's heart. Yeah. We have to capture that for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The very motivation of the father heart is a love and a love for nations. Mm -hmm. And he wants nations to experience how good he is and how loved they are. So he sent his only begotten son. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly everywhere he went. But it was a devil who came to kill, steal and destroy. Every nation in the world has a redemptive gift. That means that nation exists for a purpose to add value to all the other nations that is supposed to reflect how heaven looks like on earth. So Cambodia has a tremendous destiny over its nation yeah. as a nation. But then evil started to come in. And again, it started with an idea. That idea was also connected to a worldview. And we know the story about with the Poi Pot, yeah. the whole killing field. Yeah, and then in the Rouge, 70s, yeah. so where the Khmer Rouge, what suddenly was happening, it was a worldview. What if we do is it connected to some of the Marxism and communism that was in, but what if we kill all of the people that are learned and educated people? That yeah. was the first group. Yeah. Second of all, let's kill anyone that questions the view that we have. What if we remove away all father figures and so they will become one person that is the father of this nation. Yeah. And eventually, let's let's just destroy anyone that doesn't think just like we think and the way we feel. So before they did it, they went from place to place, became us against them. And before you know it, in the front of the world's eyes, this horrific genocide took place. So I went to visit the killing fields. I went to the genocide museum. And I went there with some Cambodians that could describe really how it felt like, how it was to live through this. Mm. Then you're looking at, it's almost hard to describe, but when you're looking at rooms big as this, just with dead skulls. And I have oh the pictures. Gosh. That's just... Uh, or the children looking at a tree, I will never forget it. That's just because they wanted to save the bullets when they just took the children and crushed their skulls against this tree that is just full of blood. You walk through these things on the most horrific ways and the evil they could do to mothers and children. And how they take a, I talked to one person, 14 year old little boy, they just blindfold him, put a gun in his hand and says right now and they forced him to start to shoot shoot they didn't know who was shooting and then he shot his mom dad's brothers and sisters in front of his eye then they opened up his blind and they did this horrific evil that just destroyed the whole nation so pretty much you cannot go one single place in that nation in the whole cambodia to not actually feel the blood of the land is crying out of the horrific whole family i talked to one lady i mean they were 32 part of Grandparents, parents, brothers, sisters. If you look, there were 32 people. Two of them survived. 30 of them were killed in a family. And she weighed 49 pounds. She's writing a book that I'm, I'm going through right now. But that is also a practical, tangible example of this horrific. And then you had these young people, and I was part of my assignment yeah. in Phnom Penh, where we got about 4,000 young people from all different churches. Mm -hmm. but, but many of them, what does a father image look like? Yeah. 
And how can you say that God is a good father and God is good when you see that? Yeah. The extravagant worship was there, but they needed a baptism of love. And that was part of my assignment together with Peter McHugh. My friend was to bring unity in the body, but also to release the Father's love over all these young people wow. so they can know how good Papa God is and how loved they are. And to feel the pain when you hear the cry of about 4,000 young people mm. as the tsunami wave of love started going into the hidden core pain and the screams that was coming out. And in the next service, even demons just started to leave and wow. just in the presence of Jesus. Because when Jesus shows up, good things happen. Yeah. He comes to heal those things that was broken. He heals the sick. He mends the brokenhearted. And he even unifies. He's coming with a ministry of reconciliation that representing a good father before the people. But he is also becoming a priest to represent in the pain of the people before a God. And he takes that as a lamb, all that pain on himself so that they can experience freedom. And whom the sun set free, they become free indeed. Mm -hmm. And then to see the spirit moving over thousands of young people and the freedom happening. Yeah. It, it was just an, a, a tremendous opportunity to be part of that and some of the heroes like New Life Fellowship that was hosting this as well as then meeting with Khmer Rouge fighter. Yeah, Listen was this that story? story? Yeah, yeah. Say, tell this story. Because I went up to a place called Poi Pet, uh -huh. which is a hellhole, literally in some sense. Yeah. Uh, it's loved by father, but it's, 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 it's darkness, it's slum, it's... Yeah. It's, it's dark. It's right on the border of Cambodia and Thailand. It's this kind of almost a free zone. Okay. And it's a, uh, and people are just coming there hoping that they're going to find something there. But you visit the villages and you see the severe poverty, and that's why you understand human slavery, where these small little girls will be taken and sold to pedophiles and sent over often across the border, sometimes into Thailand. Horrific things Gosh. that's taking place. Yeah. So when you see that and you feel it, but then I decided I want to meet some of the Khmer Rouge fighter. How could you end up so evil? How could you end up there just throwing at thousands of people down cliffs and just crush them how can yeah, you yeah. i mean how do you eat people alive i mean yeah. how do you yeah because the Khmer Rouge, yeah they have like candles there was happened. all these horrific things I, I mean i'd heard of evil yeah. i've actually seen the pictures and i have it on my phone of the genocide but now i want to hear about the people yeah. but then i'm realizing also that the father father had to do something to my heart because how much does he love those people how much does he love saul that was involved in the stoning of stephen so it's not just loving the victims. That was one thing I came to do. But how do I find a love for the ones? Because they were also victims. Yeah. They were also just bound by a demonic, a devil who came to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. They were often taken themselves wow. away, put in and brainwashed into a system yeah. where they were so full of demons and full, full of darkness. And now to be able to start to minister in a room from all over the nation. And here they are with full of tattoos and everything else. And then just starting to pour in the Father's love and pouring the reconciliation and saying, there is a Father, there's a blood that is so beautiful, so precious, that can even take away all the bad memories, that can erase away the very, the, the deepest horrific things that you have ever done in your life. The precious blood of Jesus is no respecter of person or anything else. And then to release the blood of Jesus and the divine change that took place on the cross, restore them back again to a father that stands there with an open arm, yeah. embraces them. And then to see people that brought were the victims and the ones that has been the victimizers coming together in worship in unity and wow. Steve Hyde is a hero that is there that was just bringing this together from the whole nation wow. and then to see the baptism of love and then to see miracles started happen 
a girl born deaf and mute she starts to speak and to see the crowds just watching Jesus at display and somebody else came up and says I never got to read I never learned how oh to write gosh. and then in the next moment she just opened up the Bible and they're one of the most complicated alphabets right, in right. the world with 140 letters I think it is yeah. and she starts to read for the first time oh when all God. of us desire because Jesus is the desire of the nation and when Jesus shows up good things happen yeah. it changes the environment of people but then I was thinking about what is the hope? What is the future yeah. of all the people living in poverty? What is needed to be taking place to be able to see the goodness and the kindness of God touching every single one of the millions and millions of life in that nation? That's how some of us that are nation builders, some of us are dreaming of, not just with Cambodia, then in Malaysia, but the different nations that we go with, we would like each one of those nations to look the very way that the Father God intended from the beginning. Wow. So I kind of want to I want to I want to backtrack to those testimonies because those are amazing testimonies. So in that meeting that was in was it in Poipet, correct? Yeah. That all the uh, over a hundred was it a hundred or over a hundred received literacy yeah, eight, in, there, in there, writing. Yeah, right? there was about over eighty eight that waved their hands. Oh my gosh. That we, we counted eighty eight, but there's probably there's hundreds that's yeah, happened yeah. to to Steve Hyde's ministry. Oh my gosh. But just in that meeting. And uh, yeah, it was it, it was the first creative miracle like that that I'd ever seen because wow. the thing was that with, with this girl is she was twenty six, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and she, she, when she came up on the stage because we had testimony time, so we yeah. had this healing and this miracle, stage four cancer disappeared. I mean, so and people were testifying. Yeah. yeah, and then this girl comes up, and we're like, okay, what did Jesus do for you? Yeah, yeah, and she's like. Uh, well, I, I just heard about Jesus three days ago for the first time. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, okay, but what did he do? Did he heal you? And she said, no, uh, I, I I never got to go to school, and my mom never let me go to school, and I've never been able to read, and I've never been able to write. And when you guys are singing these songs or you're reading your Bibles, and I don't know how to read and write. I never learned the alphabet. I never had the chance to do those things. Wow. What do you think Jesus can do something about that? And, and, and she said, yes, and never said, hey, is there any people here in this room that, right here, that, right. that you never knew how to read and write and you never got to go to school. And a group of older sweet ladies came up there and they prayed for her. And then when they prayed for her, and this is the fun part of the story. Yeah. So these other ones, because Jesus had done it for them, now it happened for her. Wow. And then open up the Bible and first, and, and I have it on the video when she just yeah. starts to read. Yeah, which we and shared, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she starts to read and read and read and to see her face and to just see the cross up, and everything yeah. else. Because when Jesus shows up, good things happen. So suddenly brings hope in the middle of the hopelessness. He's opening up the eyes that people can see. He, he's taking those minds and renewed the minds. Yeah, yeah. He's taking the broken hearts and, and he heals the brokenhearted. And he wants to heal nations. Yeah. He wants to heal nations. He wants us to disciple people, but he also wants us to learn how to disciple nations. And we have to do that as a kingdom family movement. Yeah. And part of that is a mission movement. Part of it is a reconciliation movement. But part of it is to create a culture that is changing the culture, which is the culture of heaven, which is a family culture. And then yeah. to do that together as a family where we disciple nations wow. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I mean in the family. And then you teach them out of the family, Father, Son, Spirit. So you immerse them, you baptize them in the name of the Father. So they have an encounter with Papa, with the Father, in the Son, in Sonship, and in the Spirit. The very Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. You immerse them in those three things, three baptisms, yeah. that encounter. And then you teach them from that. Wow. 
because now you have the fullness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in right. you. And then if you're a school teacher, or if you're a nurse, or you are, every single thing you do, it is from heaven towards earth. Right. Wow. That's amazing. Um, it's, it's, uh, I feel privileged and, and a little, um, <laughs> like I'm sure people would love to hear these testimonies because you just come back and these testimonies rock my world, especially the one with, with the hundred people. I mean, that, that's just a, that's a, that's a kind of a, a, a little inside story of, of reconciliation right there, just because of the Khmer Rouge and them targeting education and all, and all the people that, um, were highly educated in that country. And then God just giving that many people the, the ability right there on the spot to do that. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but Leif, before we kind of close up today, I would love for you just to kind of pray a father's commission um especially kind of like a second corinthians kind of prayer of just going and being the righteousness of god and and, uh encouraging people even giving a commission to to disciple a nation um before we leave is that okay sure okay we'll just go for it Mm. habakkuk 1 5 says look among the nations and see what i am doing and be utterly amazed because I'm going to do something in your days that you wouldn't believe it if you were told. Father, I just thank you for that scripture verse. I thank you for the scripture verse in Psalm 2.8 where verse 7 before it is the father making a decree to his son. He says, son, ask of me, ask of me and I will give you the nations. I will give you the nations and the uttermost part of the world your possession. Father, I just want to remind you of Matthew 24, verse 14, that has been a theme verse of my life for the last some 20 years. And they're saying that this gospel, which is the good news, the gospel is the good news of the kingdom, of the kingdom, that means of the rule and the reign of King Jesus and his domain shall and will be preached as a witness or testimony to all, all nations, all nations, and then the end will come. So Father, even at this very moment, on I, I thank you in behalf of the Father, in behalf of the Son, in behalf of the Holy Spirit, in behalf of the family in heaven. I thank you for the diversity of the family in heaven, but I thank you for the unity, because there, because there is only one God. But his God is a father, he is a son, he is a Holy Spirit, he is a family, and he wants his family back, represented from every nation, tongue, tribe, and language. I thank you, Father, that even as we're taking a glimpse into the future, there we see them represented from every nation, tongue, tribe, and language, and they are worshiping you together. It started with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and it ends with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and a bride. And I thank you, Father, that you are preparing this beautiful, beautiful bride that is so worthy for the Son. And I thank you, Father, for the love that you have for the bride. And I thank you for, I thank you for the church as a family, a family of families on an assignment together that we get to touch cities, we get to touch nations, where everybody gets to know how good you are and how loved they are. I ask at this very moment that there's going to be a wisdom and revelation that is going to flow so that we can uh, know how high, deep, wide and long your love is. I release also at this very moment on Father that love and power and wisdom is going to be emerged and converged in each one of us so they become totally one 
let us learn when to be lamb and when we are supposed to end into this ministry of reconciliation like Jesus himself as the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. But also teach us not just to be lamb and have the hearts of lamb and feel the brokenness over the broken things of this world. Teach us also how to be lions, to have the authority of the lion that comes from the lamb's heart so that when we roar that we have authority in the sphere of influence that you have given us. But also teach us to be eagles and to get above the storm clouds, to see things from heaven's view and the getting up there higher and higher and higher so that we can get so overwhelmed by a different atmosphere, the atmosphere of heaven, so that we can bring that to earth. Teach us the rhythm of heaven, of knowing how to lean back and how to lean forward. Teach us about the alignment for the assignment. And Father, even at this very moment, for everyone that is listening, I thank you, Father, that some people are praying, some people are giving, and some people are going, but we are all great commissioned Christian with great commandment hearts. And I release a Father's blessing over you to ask him for nations, and he will give you the nations as an inheritance. And I bless America right now. I bless America with the brokenness that is going on and the horrific things that is taking place in Las Vegas and all the victims. Father, I just release even at this moment that there's going to be a tsunami wave of love touching America. That even in the middle of all the evil, what the devil meant for evil, God used this for something good. There was a thief who came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus, and when the followers of Jesus shows up, let us always represent the God that came to give life and life more abundantly. So Father, at this very moment, on bring healing to this nation. Bring healing to America. Bring unity back again to America. Bring us back again into our knees. Let us experience the very Lamb's nature where we get broken over the things that is broken on the heart of the Father when he's seeing how much evil the devil is doing. But also, Father, rise us up as lions in this nation with the Lamb's heart so that we can roar and the enemy has to flee. So I just take authority over the evil in this nation and I release a wave of the goodness and kindness of God that's going to coming in from where the hurricanes in Puerto Rico that is taking place to the horrific things in Las Vegas to all the horrific things that is going to be a, a just a nation coming together of eagle Christians that is going to represent how good God is and it's going to lead to mass repentance because people will be so overwhelmed by love. So overwhelm us with your love. So nothing else can overwhelm us. I've released that. And he says also, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but I've given you a spirit of power. I've given you a spirit of love, and I've given you a spirit of a sound mind. I've released that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Kingdom Family Talks. If you want to listen to more podcast episodes or uh, find out anything else about Global Mission Awareness, um, you can go to www.globalmissionawareness.com. And until next time, we will see you then.